That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, if me bust on your head, you try. That's what's up. Then I dig low with my trauma. That's what's up. And all them haters never look wild. That's what's up. And all I know, Jack Nasty. That's what's up. Good morning Turks and Caicos, welcome to another episode of What's Up with yours truly Andy Mezek, the host. Today we have two special guests from the Department of Youth Affairs. We have Director Ms. Jasmine Thomas and Senior Program Officer Mr. Nick Dickinson. So Mr. Dickinson and Ms. Thomas, introduce yourself for those in Radio Land who might not know. Good morning everyone on Radio Land and Trucks and Caicos. My name is Jasmine Thomas. I am the director for the Department of Youth Affairs. Originally I am from Grand Turk and part of my mandate is to ensure the empowerment and leadership of youth in Trucks and Caicos. Good morning, Turks and Caicos. Good morning to our young people listening in. My name is Nixon Dickinson. I am the senior program officer for the Department of Youth Affairs. I am responsible for implementing, establishing majority of our youth programs here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. So, I mean, in a nutshell, what is the Department of Youth Affairs and the roles and responsibility that the department carries? Well, the Department of Youth Affairs carry a very heavy load because we are the premier youth organization in Tucson Caicos that ensure the development of youth. And we are a governmental organization, which means, first and foremost, a lot of youth-centric policies that are out there, it is trickled through the Department of Youth Affairs. Um, I'm certain you would have heard that we've um, re our national youth policy last year, which means we have a new working document. And I like to call it the Bible of the department because it has those seven pillars that we want youth development to be pushed forward in Turks and Caicos, which means that we want a lot and all of the youth organizations in Turks and Caicos to be a part of that national mandate for the national youth policy. Also part of the department's mandate is to come up with program development. So essentially youth department is a prevention pro department. Prevention meaning that a lot of the initiatives, for instance, you would say that are happening socially, for instance, youth crime and violence. So then we at the Department of Youth Affairs would put mechanisms in place for youth crime and violence, which means conflict resolution, conflict management, and so forth, youth job skills, how to get the youth out there be entrepreneurs, how to write resumes, and so forth. So essentially, we are the center for prevention for youth in Turks and Caicos. So any issues that youth are having with NTCI, they would come to the Department of Youth Affairs, and we would come up with preventative measures and interventions to ensure that the youth are on the correct path. Well, if I can add, you know, she said everything in a nutshell, and that, that is the truth. You see, at the department, we take a holistic approach towards uh, youth development and youth work here in the Turks Islands. But at the same time, we allow people, young people to know that they are the nation builders. They are the the foundation of this nation, and, and, and the department 
we just make sure these young people understand their role and their responsibilities. We, un we allow young people like yourself, Mr. Music, to understand that you have a voice here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. And so what we do on the other hand, as Jasmine alluded to, we, we now take your ideas, take uh, whatever issues young people are facing through surveys, through uh, uh, radio programs such as this, through social media. What, what, what are you facing? What are you going through? What are you experiencing as a department? We try to make that happen. So, uh, like I say, uh, Jasper alluded to, that we are here to make sure that the development and the mindset of our young people is on another level. We bring out the best in you. And what we try to do is to make sure that everything that you put your hands to, that we try to carry that forward and that you'll be happy at the end of the day. Because you should know that, hey, the country, the development of Toxicakers Islands or anywhere I go is on me as a young person. So there are many young people like myself and others who are, I mean, interested in youth work. You know, uh, they engage in youth work uh, informally, I'd say. So how do you go about, I mean, formally becoming a youth worker and being a part of the Department of Youth? Thank you so much, Andy, for that question. Um, because part of the mandate for the Department of Youth Affairs is truly trying to promote the professionalization mm -hmm. of youth work in Tux and Caicos. Unfortunately, persons, you know, always deem youth department as the babysitter's club, you know, summer hmm. camp, I'm going to drop my child off, unfortunately. But we want to move away from that concept, and I think over the last few years, we've now starting to realize that youth work is a real field, it's a real profession, just like a doctor has to be trained, you as a youth worker has to be trained, and there's a, there are certifications and degrees that you can go to be a youth worker. So in a nutshell, I always tell people, if you work with youth, you are essentially a youth worker. What we don't realize, youth work is just the umbrella. Then there are so many facets of youth work. So for instance, you would find in some countries where if you're into mental health, you can work specifically with youth. So your job title would be youth officer for mental health or youth officer for health and well-being. So essentially how you see we have a lot of these sporting events and activities, your job as a youth worker under the Department of Youth would be specifically to work within sporting, teaching youth about health and nutrition and so forth. Mm -hmm. Even, for instance, how we have a lot of increase in youth crime and violence, there are youth workers who specifically work with youth crime. So, for instance, their title may be um, Community and Development um, Youth Worker. You also have areas where um, <clears throat> evidence-based youth work. So management of programs and so forth. You may have someone specifically in that department that deals solely with evidence-based data initiative. So when you go to budget office or if you go to a meeting, you can say, you know, 30% of youth in Turks and Caicos believe that X, Y, and Z shouldn't happen. So there are people who specifically work in data collection for youth work. Now, just to get back to your question, because I just had to give that detailed overview to get persons to understand the concept of youth work. Now, to formally become a youth worker, there are many certifications that you can do. You can have the basic youth work degree where it gives you the... the um, theory on youth work, 
how youth rock came into play and what a lot of persons don't realize originally youth rock actually fell under the umbrella of social work so again that prevention measure where social work um, sit in that area where you would have the prevention and then if the youth doesn't turn around from the prevention program, the social development will say, okay, we perhaps need to put you now into um, counseling or some other form of retribution in order to change as a youth. So, however, in 1989, a lot of that changed during the year of the youth, which we will speak mm -hmm. more on about the year of the youth. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, you can get up to a PhD in youth work. Um, for instance, um, I have a degree in youth development and international youth and youth children and international development. And what that means is that you have that international aspect where agencies like UNICEF where really they go into these countries where you may have um, youth migrants that need family reunification and so forth. So as a youth worker, you work on that international scale, or perhaps how they just had an earthquake in Turkey. They actually will need youth workers to be mobilized in Turkey to put programs together for children who perhaps may lost their families, or just to keep them active with programs and activities. So that international aspect gives you that level of experience to do those type of programs if you um, would choose to. So the programs are very vast and wide. You can do community development with youth work. It's such such a huge field. And if I may ask, and uh, just ending on what Jasmine said in terms of the community development, how important that is, you know, because a lot of persons would think if I if if I can if I'm not qualified enough or I'm not experienced enough to work within the department, is that it for me? No, it's not, because first of all, we have other programs that you can be a part of. For example, depending on your age group, the National Youth Council, you have a, they have a strong voice within the youth department here, you know, as a youth ambassadors program, have another strong voice. And of course, mentorship, and, and that is key. So if you, if it's a, it's a, it's a way where you're not interested in coming in the department that's being employed, there's other means where, uh, like Jess was saying, that you can volunteer to be a part of the department. You see, because elsewhere, the volunteer programs within the department goes a long way. And, and for many persons, it opens up doors for persons, knowing that, hey, I volunteer within the youth department for so many years with one of their programs, and, and now it helps with your employment elsewhere. So it's very important that, that you know, you hey, if you are interested and being a part of the department and want to volunteer your time with a program or something, that it, it's very much welcome. Mm -hmm. So I've been hearing a lot about the Year of the Youth. Year of Youth, you know, I've been hearing it a lot, especially since becoming the Youth Ambassador. Uh, <laughs> so what is the Year of the Youth really about? And, you know, what the, where, did, where did it originate and... You know, can you elaborate a little bit on that for me? Yes, definitely. I would love to elaborate on that. Um, definitely with this year of the youth, I think Turks and Caicos and the youth in particular should be excited about the year of the youth. And I'm just going to share some brief statistics with you. Um, the Commonwealth Year of the Youth, essentially we have 
2.5 billion people that live in the Commonwealth countries, which makes up 56 countries. And out of that 2.5 billion, about 60% are either 29 or under. So those statistics essentially shows us that 1.5 billion people within the Commonwealth countries are 29 and under. So we are, well, I'm saying we, I'm over the age of youth, but the young people essentially have a huge voice when it comes to youth development mm -hmm. and national development and nation building. The year of the youth, and this year marks 50 years of the Commonwealth Youth Program, essentially. Now, with the Commonwealth Program, it's where a lot of policies were developed globally. So I noticed you, where I alluded to earlier, youth development originally was under social work. Mm -hmm. So during the very first period when, 50 years ago, when the Commonwealth Program mm -hmm. became more established and the United Nations declared um, the year of the youth, a lot of policies came in place where they realize now youth have agency, which means youth have the ability to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. Because we grew up where you're a child, you keep in a child place. But now youth have rights. They realize that youth have human rights. Mm -hmm. So you notice a lot of initiatives through UNICEF now talks a lot about youth rights, mm -hmm. where social development took a huge um growth because now that was pushing the the youth rights and then you also notice youth development took a huge um role because now they're saying okay these two genres need to be separated because we now need to focus on prevention by itself youth rights by itself but also marry it where we know it will be put together but also with this it gives young people mm -hmm. an opportunity to bring all their mm -hmm. problem solving and initiatives to the forefront. So a lot of the issues that youth are facing, it's now the time to say to the countries, hey, this is what we want to experience mm -hmm. as young people. And we notice some of the initiatives that they are now putting in place are climate change, education. Mm -hmm. um, youth with disabilities also are taking a leading step within the Year of the Youth initiatives. And I, I, I also would add that it was all about it was all about acknowledging and and celebrating the accomplishments of young people throughout the Commonwealth, throughout you know, mm -hmm. uh, of course the world, throughout and then for us here in Toxicacus Islands, I realized for the year of the the year of the youth that there was a lot of accomplishments that these young persons made during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so it's time for them to highlight some of these accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And if we were to take time and sit back and, and understand what, and see here in the Toxic Islands, some of our accomplishments that these young people are making here or, or have made already, mm -hmm. you know, it would blow our minds because you have, I've seen throughout the pandemic and all, I've seen young persons being so creative. I've never seen so many chefs came mm -hmm. aboard, cooks and bakers and uh, DJs and, and young person uh, starting their own businesses, small businesses. Mm -hmm. And so we encourage these young people to continue. Mm -hmm. We do acknowledge you. We do, we, we want to help promote some of your initiatives that you're taking. Mm -hmm. And this is what it's all about. You know, uh, 
for the year after you, your accomplishments, what you've created, what, you, what you're about to do. We want to allow the world to understand that, listen here, we back you up, we support you in many ways because the rest of the world is doing so we're just being in part, we're just being a part of is what is already taking place, mm-hmm. celebrating our young people. And if I just may add also, I just want to read some of the initiatives that the Commonwealth are focusing on. Again, it's just broad-based, mm-hmm. but however, countries can take on their own initiatives that they want to do to celebrate the Year of the Youth. So some of these include making health systems strong enough to withstand the shocks of future pandemics, particularly with a specific focus on protecting children. They also want to boost child protection and safeguarding resources and tackle the root issues that lead to children needing to be put into care and protection collaborate with development agencies to boost and develop assistance for children and young people. In addition to support data collection so that interventions are targeted and evidence-based. Mm-hmm. So these are just some of the initiatives that the Commonwealth mm-hmm. want to focus on. And again, as Nick said, highlighting youth excellence through mm-hmm. the, the Commonwealth Young Award of Excellence also, this year, they are going to do a global conference on youth work. Mm-hmm. In addition, there also is going to be a Youth Commonwealth Games hosted in Trinidad in August. So there's a lot of initiatives that are happening through the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. And again, Tucks and Caicos will be on board. And we're excited to see what it is that the young people in Tucks and Caicos would want to see come to fruition with mm-hmm. this year. And I just want to mention, I want to just elaborate just for a minute on one point because I think it's important, and I think it's something that we sort of was keeping on a low, child safeguarding and protection mm-hmm. here in, in Toxicakis Islands. I think we have to take a different approach towards this now. If you see the department, uh, for us, example, we just won't bring in a mentor and say, mentor, we try to check the backgrounds. We try to check. You know, that is important. Yeah, that is key today. Yeah, that is as, as within the schools today. Yeah. That is important. Screening and, you know, because I understand for being a small community, we find a lot of persons for an event or whatever will uh, allow their kids to go out and, and spend the whole day, whatever. It's just a matter of monitoring. And I'm and I'm like, and I'm I'm shouting out to persons who are interested or working with young people. Take time out and watch. Don't just allow that to be a job of a teacher or, or a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, you you take responsibilities for for growing up. I know how it was for me. We took responsibilities for other mm-hmm. people's kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got licks plenty days from other mothers and not even mine, mm-hmm. and and it, it helped us. So today, you know, you know, we pay. We must pay mind and attention to other kids, not just ours, because it's important today. And then some parents or whatever probably might not have the time and whatever to put in. But I think that is key. That is key, especially within our schools today, that safeguarding child protection. I think we have to be we have to go back to to, to what's this what's the phrase there about the village? Uh, it takes a village. It takes a village to raise Yeah, I think we need we need that back in Toxicake is strong. So what are some of the current programs that the Department of Youth have? Thank you. That is an awesome question. Um, I'll focus on more of the flagship programs that the department have. And what I want to reiterate is that these programs that we have are 
lifelong learning programs. Mm -hmm. So essentially, once you leave high school, the skills that you learn within these programs can be, take you anywhere on, in the world. So essentially what we're trying to do at Department of Youth is empower you mm -hmm. to be a global youth. That if you leave Trucks and Caicos, you can go anywhere in the world. And one of our major programs that come under the Department of Youth Affairs is the TCI Cadet Corp. Mm -hmm. And that is a program where between the ages of 12 and 18, you can be into the program. But even after that, you can matriculate into a non-commissioned officer and also an instructor because you can volunteer your time. Mm -hmm. So with that, you're learning leadership skills, empowerment, um, survival skills in general. And again, with these programs, they are internationally recognized programs. Mm -hmm. So when you apply to universities or even to jobs and they see, oh my God, you are a part of the TCI Cadet Corps. They already know that you are a person with leadership and discipline. Mm -hmm. So it really boosts your chances of getting into college higher or getting that job higher because they know you are a youth with leadership. Mm -hmm. Another program we have is the Duke of Edinburgh program. Now this has been around for a while, but the publicity is a bit bit lacking, and I think persons don't realize the importance of this program mm -hmm. because, again, it's another internationally recognized program where even if you start your certification in Turks and Caicos, you can go to another country. So if you're still in the program when mm -hmm. you graduate high school, you can go to Canada, you can go to Australia, you can go to the UK, anywhere in the world that has the Duke of Edinburgh program and continue within the program, not even as a student, but also as an award leader and volunteer. Mm -hmm. And again, that is a program where it teaches you skills for lifelong learning because you actually get certifications. Mm -hmm. So as you go in different levels of the program, you're actually mm -hmm. getting certified. So time you graduate high school, you already have certifications that you can say, Go to your job and say, hey, I'm certified as a chef. Because within these programs, you have to do certain skills. So you may say, mm -hmm. hey, I want to do drumming or play the guitar. Mm -hmm. So if you learn the guitar over five years, when you graduate high school, you can be a performer because you already know how to play the drums or the guitar. So they are truly lifelong programs that once you graduate, you know you mm -hmm. have certifications and so forth. Another mm -hmm. program that I love is the National Youth Parliament and the National Youth Council. Uh -huh. I like to marry them together because it's programs where the youth really have the voice and also mm -hmm. the National Youth Ambassador. And I'm lumping those three together because they are the programs I feel where if youth have issues, they are the youth that bring those social issues to the forefront of the uh -huh. department. Because even though we're working with youth, it's the youth that have to tell us mm -hmm. the initiatives that need to be carried out because, for instance, um, sexual violence may be an issue and we may not particularly know. Now, we may know there may be some fast children in school or mm -hmm. whatever, but it's the young people that will come to the department and say, hey, Miss Thomas, you know X, Y, and Z is happening. So really and truly, it's the youth parliament members, it's the youth council, it's youth ambassadors mm -hmm. that bring a lot of the social issues to light. Mm -hmm. And again, with youth parliament, a lot of persons don't realize 
a lot of heads of governments actually begun their career within youth parliament and youth council because those are the programs where you are actually an advocate and it's teaching you how to speak up against ills in your community. So if you look throughout history and governments around the region, a lot of persons will say, hey, I was a youth parliamentarian or I was part of youth council or I was a youth peace ambassador and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, Jasper, I don't know why we do it all the time. Uh, people wonder if this is a program or not, like uh, summer camp. That is a program, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it, it, it builds a young person, it develops the total youth. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, I know some of you guys are experienced uh, being a part of our summer camp, and uh, now we have a, uh, we implemented our Easter camp, mm-hmm. all right? And programs such as the uh, uh, summer camp and programs such as a Little Reader's Club, The Power of Me, uh uh, saving our boys. These are all mentorship programs. So these are programs in the department, and I make this plea on, on national radio. We run a lot of programs in Texas. We are the smallest department, but we are one of the hardest working departments. So in terms of needing the manpower, yes, that is that is needed because, of course, with Jasper mentioned, it's some serious programs, and again, it developed the total youth. So, yeah. So, I second that, Mr. Dickerson. So what are you guys' thoughts on you two are overseas doing their studies and just don't want to come back home, feel like there's no hope, you know, feel like there's no for the youth? What are your thoughts and what it would be your advice to them? Like in terms of, you see, you shed a light on so many different programs. What is your advice to them? My advice would be to... To young persons, like if you if you deem to be a change agent, mm-hmm. or one who deem to be a nation builder, and you want to see Tuskegee's battle, then you come and lend a hand. You come and share some of the ideas and initiatives that you've seen elsewhere. Most of these programs and most events that you see, they're not. They're I won't say all original. Sometimes I I saw an awesome program and. Uh, Australia many years ago called Shoebox Christmas and brought it back to Toxicakers Islands. Now, being in school at the time, uh, I, I could have said, listen here, I was offered so much opportunities to walk in YMCA. It was active, but then I made up my mind, like, listen here, Toxicakers need a little neck. I, I might not have the, mm-hmm. uh, the best ideas, but I can offer something. Mm-hmm. And so if you see Toxicakers going in a path where, of course, the, we always say the you the you that the future. We really mean that. Like you're not just the future, you're the now. So if, if what you need to do is just take that that energy and, and what you see what you living out there. Try to come and make the change here. You be the change that you wanna see for the Texas Islands. Don't just allow, you know, I'm not knocking where you at and say, oh, let me develop England. Let me help develop. No, come and help develop Texas Island because we need your skills. We need your idea. Whatever you have to offer, somewhere down the line, there's, there's, a, there's room for you. There's a spot for you to help develop Texas Island. Yes, the world is moving. Everything is changing. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you're looking at, at, at uh, developing yourself in terms of building your life. But then at the same time, this is your home. This is Tuxtecacus Islands. You're able to lend a hand. So don't just say, I don't know if I can come back. Yes, you can come back because whatever you can offer, whatever you have to offer, we're going to make sure that, 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 that you, you, you have an opportunity because remember, someone gave you an opportunity. 
and you embrace it. Right. So now come back home and help these other young persons that are growing up to give them that same opportunity or give them a way to know how to go about making the change in the toxic islands. I would say my response is twofold. Yes, I believe that national development is important, first and foremost, because I'm a product of national development where I decided I finished university, mm -hmm. had an opportunity, but I said I want to come home because I want to see the changes. However, I think we need to be real and ask ourselves, are we putting the mechanisms in place for the young people to mm -hmm. return? Because truly and honestly, we've all heard the complaints of the young people that I return home from school, I have my qualifications, but there's nothing to do. Now, I know the Ministry of Education has made a huge, huge stride where they had the National Internship um, Program launched last year. But truly and honestly, it goes deeper to ask if you have a sudden feel and an entry level, you can make $60,000 mm -hmm. per year. Am I going to return home making $25,000 mm -hmm. per year? Because it happens. Mm -hmm. It happened to me. When I returned from school with a bachelor's degree and had 13 years experience working in government, mm -hmm. I came home making $1,500 a month. Mm -hmm. So we honestly have to ask those questions as the people in the places that put the policies in place are we willing to put these mechanisms in place mm -hmm. to make the country more lucrative for the young people? Because we have mechanisms in place to make the country more lucrative for other people. We need to now start making it lucrative for the young people to come back home. Mm -hmm. We have to remember, I'm from the millennial generation, I'm a Generation Z, so I'm still going to come home. But the Generation Z, they are completely different from us. They are completely different. They're now into their mental health, their health and well-being, having access. They want to be vegans and so forth. And, you know, we may I, I notice you're laughing, Andy, uh -huh. but it's, it's yeah. an honest yeah. fact yeah. that yeah. this generation now is into that form of mm -hmm. living. So am I going to return home where I know a block of tofu is $8, mm -hmm. and my salary cannot accommodate mm -hmm. it, but I want to be vegan, I want to live healthy, I want this lifestyle. And these are some of the real questions we need to sit on and ask ourselves, mm -hmm. are we make it, making the system lucrative for young people to return to trucks and cakes? Remember, earlier in the interview I said, youth department mm -hmm. is empowering global youth. Mm -hmm. We want you to be a global youth. If you leave here, you can work anywhere in the world. But we want you working Turks and Caicos. But we need to put those mm -hmm. mechanisms in place. We truly and honestly yeah. do. And I, I, I totally agree. You know, it's us who have to play the role in influencing the youth to come back. And it's us who have to play in the, work, the role also in developing the country to where we want it to be. So uh, it's a segment of my show I call Giving Flowers. I usually do it at the beginning with so much information. I have to now do it at the end of the show. So Mr. Dickinson and Miss Thomas, uh, all my life I know you both more, especially Mr. Dickinson. You know, so even when I started my mentorship and things like that, being a part of Rotoback, people used to tell me, oh, you're going to be the next Nick, you know? Man, and you I, serious? Oh, yeah, man, man. I can, you I can, my I can, day, man. I can, I can remember <laughs> even, like, when I did 
did my presentation at the college, what? you know. I said, the kids are commanding on my photo. It's like, I mean, you know, your future's so bright, you can have a wear shades. Yeah, oh, you yeah, remember that, right? Yeah. <laughs> people, people commanding, you see, you're doing great, keep going, you know. Mr. Dickinson is commanding on it. So wow. I, I I thank you, Mr. Dickinson, you know, for all the great work you, you all have been doing at the youth department, the camps, you know, carrying us to Gipski and all type yeah. of different places. And like you say, you guys were always short staff. And I feel like they don't realize, you know, how important the department of youth is and mm-hmm. not just, I mean, pushing us forward professionally but i mean stopping crime and just keeping us on the right path i must admit you know the job that you are doing impacted my life and helped me to you know be on the right path oh, so i thank man. you for that and miss thomas you as well you know i i, I used to see you around a lot but when i got involved more with you than the programs that you have in place with the youth parliament and I mean, the many different pro- programs and how passionate you guys are about it. You know, I clap clap my hands and tip my hat to you all in the job you're doing. You know, it's it's more work that all of us have to be done. But, you know, your effort is definitely appreciated. And um, that, that brings me to the end of the show, you know, for uh, oh, the, the next episode <laughs> of What's Up on the best radio station in Toxic Kickers, RTC. And I'll see you next week for next great episode. This is your host, Andy Mezek, along with the director of youth, Ms. Thomas. Everything, man. <laughs> 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 uh, Mr. Dixon. Everything, Dick you. Dick <laughs> well, if you're freaky and that shit, yo, that's what's up. And you know, say, I go alone. That's what's up. You like the skit, 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 yo. That's what's up. Nobody up to show, yo. That's what's up. Well, if you know, GT, yo. That's what's up. Jamaicans, I go show, yo. That's what's up. Make some noise and I declare, yo. That's what's up. Everybody wanna show, yo. That's what's up.